0: Hey, welcome to Mondo and Friends season two. And today's special guest is beyond special. Someone that, um, when we were talking about season two, um, I knew that we had to have her on the show. Um, And she is amazing, uh, an amazing athlete, professional soccer player. Please welcome Jen Munoz, Jen. (laughs) How's it going? How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here with the Mando Fresco.
0: <laughs> I'm really, really excited to to have you because I think you're like what you do, what you've done, and what you are doing and will do um, is is just super cool. It captivated my like. I was a fan like prior to you making your your big announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, and after the fact I became a bigger fan. I think I messaged you and I was like, "Yo." Oh congrats. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um so let's let's get uh into it. Like you you started playing soccer at at what age?
1: Yeah, so I started playing when I was 4 years old. I did all kinds of sports, but I think soccer was one where I was like, "I love soccer and in- I stuck with it, and I'm glad I did, because it got me to where I was today, but soccer was definitely my passion growing up.
0: Um, I know your parents were, like, big soccer, your grandparents were big soccer fans, big America fans.
1: Oh, the biggest.
0: So so for those that don't know, Jen uh, played for Club America, which is, like, arguably the number one most popular Mm -hmm. uh, soccer team or football team uh, in Mexico, and one of the biggest in the world. You played for how many years?
1: I played for. Or seasons. Or I played for two seasons, so I was out there for two years with Club America, and it was the best experience ever. I mean, they call them like El Mas Grande, and like which means like the biggest, which is true because they're the biggest club in Mexico, not being biased, but uh, yeah, they're the best.
0: This is a big rivalry, obviously. Like if you're not Mm -hmm. a a America fan, you're um, a Chivas fan. You're a Chivas fan. Yeah. You know it's it goes back you know decades and uh do you have any chivas fans in your family
1: um i do actually my dad's side is a they're like a few of them are chivas fans so when i went to america they're like Ugh, like do we have to cheer for you I'm like, <laughs> of course you do i'm your niece like what the heck but no i mean when we when i play chivas they'd actually go for chivas which is like insane i'm like i'm your niece how dare you but no i think it's all in good fun and I think the rivalry is pretty cool, honestly. And to play against the girls, like the Chivas girls, and like have that many fans come out, even if they're, they're Chivas fans, I think it's a really cool
0: experience. It was so, really cool. So, um, you know, um, we, we led with the announcement, right? The, the announcement was?
1: That I decided to leave soccer and well in Mexico in general and then just I decided to quit playing soccer which is really hard for me because that's all I really knew growing up so yeah yeah.
0: and and I admired that I admired that because a lot of people do things their entire lives or for you know years decades Mm -hmm. and then there's this there's this fear of um should i make that jump should i make that leap mm-hmm. um there's no safety net you know and, zero and, safety net <laughs> and i think not just you know not just um people who are in that position but just as humans i think it's it's scary for us to 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 make that that type of jump um what made you take that that leap for you
1: i think one of the main things was kind of um, while I was over there I definitely had a lot of like self-reflecting on my life and where I stand and I love soccer it's always been my passion it's basically who I am every time people thought of me they thought oh she plays soccer or oh she has a soccer tournament or "Jen, the soccer player and I kind of wanted to be more than that um, I love the club the club gave me everything on and off the field but I don't know I just feel like for me I always want more and yeah for my accomplishments they were great but I feel like I need to be challenged to feel accomplished, and not that soccer wasn't challenging over there i but it was more like it was very enjoyable and I can enjoy more things that aren 't soccer that is back here back in the United States, and not that I will never go back to Mexico, but I think I've made my impact there, and I want to continue and I think that gave me the confidence to you know do more things other than soccer, which yeah. I was excited for
0: by the way we were we were talking uh, before we started recording and uh, I I had asked Jen, um, you know, that it, how, what she loved from, from Mexico City, and, uh, and, and and Jen was like, um, I love, I just you know, I love the club in Mexico City, and, and I'm thinking, I come from like, entertainment, like DJing. <laughs> So I'm thinking, man, like, of all the things, she liked the club? like, <laughs> Oh, my God, no. Like, the nightclub? I'm like, well, all right, yeah, I guess it's a cool part. Like, I mean, those are cool too. But... Cool place to party, I guess. No. Um, no, you're talking about, obviously, like, the club, America. Right. New America. Um, it That's took me so a couple funny. seconds to, like, for it to register earlier. Um, so, uh, you know, something that, that I realized is that you did leave an impact. And um, early, I mean, you know, early on, I think people just um gravitated towards you what do you think that was or why do you think that was
1: I don't know I, I mean I didn't feel any different I definitely felt like I was just a soccer player but I think as time went on and as I matured over there which I that's one of the main things I took away was my I matured so much just living on my own in a different country but I think it's because like I've always had role models here um, in the soccer world, like growing up, like Alex Morgan or Mia Hamm, and over there they don't really have that. I mean, they have a lot of male role models, but as far as girls, like they didn't really have um, anyone to like look up to that played a sport professionally and then also did stuff off the field. And I kind of wanted to be that for them. And I don't know. I took great pride in um, the little girls that would come to our games just to you know cheer us on because over there it's not really common for girls to go pro in any sport. So I think maybe that was why. Um yeah, I, I but I loved it. I loved the support out there. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I and, and you could tell that from the get go that like people gravitated towards you, they became fans, um, you know, of you. We were talking about earlier, we we're talking about like Kobe and Messi and you know, are you a, a Messi or a Barcelona fan? Are you a Laker or, or a Kobe fan? Mm-hmm. And and I feel like people sometimes become fans of the actual players. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what happened. And I think I know that's what happened with you, um, and I think even the club, I'm talking about Club América here, guys. Uh, <laughs> the club uh, noticed that too, and I would see you like you were like you know one of the the the, the faces of mm-hmm. of the club. Um, how was that for you?
1: Honestly, it was it was an honor. I mean, there were so many girls there that you know made an impact, like me, on and off the field, but. I think it was just, like, I was very genuine, and I'm. my parents always taught me to be very genuine and just respectful and kind of just, like, give other people, like, the love that you want, and that's what I've always, like, kind of focused on, but I thought it was really cool. I mean, it definitely was hard to leave because of that, because, like I said, the club gave me so much, but I just appreciate, like, all the stuff they did for me, and um, like you said, I was, like, you know, the face of the club, which I took great responsibility in, so
0: yeah what was the highlight of the seasons that you were there for you that like the first first come to mind
1: that's a good question um there's a lot of highlights but i would say on the field probably my happiest moment ever like in my life was when i scored against chivas actually and it was like a in the tournament and it was a pretty good goal but i think that was like the highlight of my life really (laughs)
0: like
1: that was like the happiest ever and yeah, I, just like the whole, my whole team, my teammates were excited, like the president was there, it was amazing. Wow. Yeah.
0: W- what was, um, it was, was it the fact that it was Chivas too, right? I think
1: so. I think that was the main part. <laughs> I mean, it was the biggest rivalry, so I think that was pretty much why.
0: How about off the field? What's oh. like a biggest, the biggest highlight for you off the field?
1: I think off the field was kind of just seeing like the little kids that would line up outside of our training facility just like for hours just waiting for us and I don't know like I used to be that kid waiting yeah. for you know the national team or even Galaxy LAFC or LAFC they just came.
0: Galaxy like yeah, Galaxy. Yeah.
1: like I don't know I'd wait for them and like be so excited to get like a picture like an autograph and that means I used to keep all of those for years and I think just for them I'd like know how they felt so I try to give them like the most like of my attention and everything so I think that was the coolest part
0: I know being an athlete, a professional athlete, is one of the most demanding like physically and and mental things that that you can do. Um, And you did that obviously since you were a a kid, you know, since you were very little. Um, For anyone that is wanting to become a professional athlete, what advice would you have for them?
1: That's another good question. Um, it, there's a I got a lot, lot of great questions, Jen.
0: I'm gonna keep them coming. <laughs> keep them coming, I'm ready?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, probably one of the biggest things is probably your work ethic. I know it's pretty generic to say that, but it really is. I remember my my dad would take me to the fields. Um, it like by ourselves and I wouldn't want to go I'd sometimes I'd, I'd cry because I'd rather sit on the couch and watch TV yeah. my dad's like no if you want to get to where you are or where you want to be then you have to come and let's train for an hour and work hard and then then you're done then you gotta have dinner <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. you know and I think as like a kid I was like oh my god this is uh, this is so annoying but looking back if I didn't do that I wouldn't be where I am today so I think like just your work ethic and just like staying focused on your path I know when you're when I was a kid or in high, even in high school, I'd, miss high school dances to go to tournaments and everything, and I'd be really bummed out. But looking back, they don't matter. I mean, it's like prom, yeah. so it's fine. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, I think everything is just worth it in the end. So it's just sacrifice and work ethic, pretty much.
0: Yeah. What do you recall of those of those early, like, training sessions with, with your dad or, you know, that one hour um, that you had to go out and training? Like, I'm sure those are some of the toughest times when you don't want to like uh, for me i'll tell you the the toughest thing is having to entertain when you're not feeling um like when you're going through a tough time you know we're we're all humans so like when when we're going through a tough time and i still have to like go out and entertain and and pretend like like nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. To me I think that's the most difficult part. Um I can I can only imagine like as an like as an athlete and even like growing up training and stuff like that. Like that's doing something when you don't feel like doing something um must be like very difficult. I'm I'm sure uh, oh, yeah. for you and, and even early on. What do you recall of those like those times?
1: Yeah, I definitely think when I was little I was pretty psychotic with what I had to do. I mean, we, I like, I go to school and then drive to private training or practice, and then do my homework and eat in the car, and then um, kind of just do homework and go to bed. Um, but I de- mental, like the mental game is a huge thing in athletics. Even as a little kid, I think I definitely struggled with being perfect and having a bad game and everything. But I definitely think it makes you stronger as you grow older. And I think even now, people like you said, like. No one's perfect. Everyone has bad days, and I know in Mexico I definitely struggled a lot with my mental health, like never before, which is probably one of the reasons why I also missed home. Yeah. But it's it's definitely part of the whole, you know, pro athlete. That's your job. Everyone deals with it, but at the same time, you have to be self-aware of yourself and take care of yourself and um, just put yourself first and not really care or about what everyone else needs from you. It's what you need from yourself first. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's very important. Um, Would you say being a professional athlete, is it more physical or more mental or both?
1: Mm, I would say it's both. It's like 50-50, you think? Yeah, I think in college it was more, you know, had fun, played soccer and everything. But then once once I got to Mexico, I all of a sudden had anxiety before going on the field I had. Um, After the games, I remember... And I would like look at comments to see how I did and like Wow. Yeah, and like yeah. I mean a lot of people say that they don't do that, but I I mean I'm I'm an open book, so I like I definitely do that. I would always after games look at social media and be like, Okay, Jen did well, did she do good? And that would get to me sometimes. Yeah, you know, you know
0: that's that's Yeah.
1: And there was a lot <laughs> but I think I mean probably shouldn't have done that, but again, I'm I'm human. Of course I'm gonna go yeah, look at no, comments of that people of put.
0: That's something that I I never thought of. Like yeah. as as a spectator, I mean granted, I want to make it clear, I'm not one of those people that go out and be like, oh so and so sucks. No. <laughs> They're horrible. Um but as a spectator, a lot of spectators do go and vent, and where they vent is social media. Exactly. And it's huge. As a spectator, I don't ever think that an athlete is could potentially look at these comments, you know, and um, that's that's amazing to to know, because I think at the end of the day, um, you know, as a spectator, sure, if someone has a good or bad game or let's say a bad game, um, you know, I don't want to put people down, you know, and and I don't I don't think as a as a community, we um, we shouldn't put our our own people down exactly
1: um, and especially if they if an athlete dedicates their whole you know day in and day out to train for that one moment and then obviously people have bad days i'm just like i'm sure you do or yeah. anyone else does and then for someone just to comment even if they didn't watch the game i feel like some of them didn't watch the game but you know something like really mean then it definitely like puts you down like you said
0: yeah would you comment back
1: oh my gosh no <laughs> First, i would get in trouble i'm not even supposed <laughs> to be looking at that no I like don't. what
0: you say meet me outside the field <laughs>
1: 10 o'clock yeah <laughs> no i wouldn't do that maybe in my head i'm like you meanie i don't know but no i would never comment back there's there's no reason to it's just people who don't understand your life really
0: now this next section of the program is sponsored by verizon verizon has partnered up with OiHealth health to offer discounts and savings on telehealth services and tu idioma for customers and their families and as you know it's very important to take care of our health, not just physical, but mental health. Jen, how do you take care of your mental health?
1: Yeah, I think, um, like I said, mental health didn't really hit me until I went to Mexico. And I think part of it was because when the whole COVID thing happened, we went into quarantine. And I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about this, and I thought I was the only one. But over quarantine, I definitely self-reflected a lot. And kind of like found out who I was. And then after that, um, I went to Mexico and all of a sudden I started like really feeling emotions and like, you know, just getting in touch with myself. And I just realized that I wasn't really mentally all there anymore. Um, And I feel like with soccer my whole life, I've always, you know, been there, I've been mentally there and um, I've been okay, but then I think After games, um, towards the end, I'd get like kind of like anxiety and like worry about my worth because of how I played a 90 minute game. Like, it's just crazy to think that I used to think that because I did a bad pass, my self-worth was nothing after the game. And that's when I started realizing, like, I'm more than an athlete. I'm more than just a soccer player. Like, I'm a girl. I'm a daughter. Like, I have more to offer than just a 90 minute game that people watch on their free time, you know? So that was probably one of my like my main things, and I dealt with it with just like being open with my family and honestly, it was just like a lot of like self reflecting which helped out a lot i
0: i i i i want to thank you for for you know for being so honest mm-hmm. and um when it came to the the initial pandemic when it first you know started quarantine um I think a lot of us were in that position where we self-reflected but you we also kind of um we're we're trying to figure out like what life is and what our like our true um like purpose is exactly right Mm -hmm. um i remember you know every like all of this none of this was happening um and I had I had just I did radio for 15 years Mm -hmm. I left radio January of 2020 had just left radio and you know just dedicated was going to dedicate myself 110 percent to um our media company here Hubwave and everything shut down and it just it was like it was a a crazy moment and yeah bad timing um but it definitely um made me just like more grateful than ever, to be honest with you mm-hmm. um, and and you know our bodies and our minds all were also in survival mode um something that I learned a lot was to cut myself slack exactly because I don't know if it's a if this is a how we're raised, mm-hmm. you know or. Or a society thing, or a little bit of both, but um, there's a lot of pressure on success. Exactly. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of, and, and with social media, everything has to be a win. Everything has to be like, now I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And when a quarantine happened and the pandemic happened, there was none that there's nothing happening. Yeah. So that's what that's that's what I was going through. I'm like, so what what do I do like what am am I more than than just like a media personality exactly. or radio or like tv or like what what I'm um, you know what what purpose is what is my purpose
1: exactly and I think sometimes it's okay to question that too but it's okay to do nothing too and I think like you said in social media everyone's comparing themselves to oh this person got this job or this person's doing this and like I definitely had to you know think like you did and just like take relax and you don't have to be winning all the time. Like sometimes like your losses can help you with yeah. your wins and they mean more than your wins too with all that you learned from your struggles and stuff like that. So I totally agree with what you're saying. I'm glad that we're on the same page here because it's nice to talk about that.
0: Yeah. What, what do you, what do you do? Like when it comes to, you know, not comparing yourself or like looking at your, you know, um, your teammates or ex-teammates and friends and peers, um, what do you do to, to try to avoid, you know, comparing yourself to others?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's really hard. I mean, I always look at my teammates who are still playing and think to myself, well, I could still be there. But at the same time, it's kind of like I feel like everything happens for a reason. And um, for me, I just try to focus on myself and kind of like day by day. And like you said, like sometimes I just take time for myself and just lay in bed the whole day and do nothing. And that's okay, because sometimes yeah. people need that, your body needs that. And it's not a, like a loss or anything, it's kind of a win because you're regaining your, your energy and like just your, your motivation. Yep. And then yep. the next day you just go at it, like go at life and go take it day by day, which is what I do, you know? And like, I don't know, the way I think of it is like, you only have one life, and it kind of breaks me out sometimes but you only have one life so like how many people can you like impact or talk to or like how can you better yourself like day by day cuz you only have one life so it, yeah. you know I don't know When That's I think
0: when it. you made that decision of leaving the sport that you've played your entire life um, you made the announcement on on social media mm-hmm. how for the for the most part I remember it was it was a lot of positive mm-hmm. and people were, you know, happy for you and and, and cheering you on. Um, what was the what like the expectation of uh, I mean if if any what did, what did you expect for for people and and was did it amount to that?
1: Um I think when I first was going to announce it I was freaking out. I didn't I wanted to throw <laughs> my phone in the ocean. I think I was on vacation. I was like I don't want to like my phone no, but I Was kind of scared because I was I don't know how people are gonna react or they gonna be mad at me or, you know, obviously question me. But I think at the end of the day, I was like, it's my choice, not it's not their life. So, but when I posted it, I got a lot of good feedback, which I was really surprised about. And it kind of like made me realize like they don't like when you're playing, you don't realize like how many people you're impacting until like leaving. I got a lot of thank yous from people. All over Mexico, different teams, players, um, people on the men's team. It just like meant a lot to me because yeah. you didn't know how many people you're impacting, I guess, if that makes sense, like, yeah. until you leave.
0: Yeah, you're so, like, uh, actually, more never, sad. never mind. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm actually, back.
1: wait, I didn't know you guys missed me. <laughs> no, yeah, but it was, a, it was a good goodbye, I guess. But
0: yeah. yeah. So after football, after soccer, what's next? What would you like to do?
1: Um, Well, right now I have a few projects with like a coffee company and a skincare company to kind of incorporate like the people that still support me and obviously like the skincare and coffee brand. But I just want to like give back to the people who supported me in a way. It just like makes me feel better. I don't know. It kind of like makes me happy and I feel like that's my passion too. But I also just want to stay in the sports world. Obviously, I'm a big soccer fan girl, you know, so that's where my passion still is. So I definitely want to stay involved with that. Um, But right now I'm just kind of taking it day by day and I obviously still watch the Club Club Medica games and everything, but I think definitely just stay in sports and stay connected with that community because it's such a big community. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, I think now that, that you've made that move, are you a little more aware of your voice? Yes. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I definitely, when I was over there I just thought I was a soccer player, it didn't really matter. But then leaving, I realized that I have a platform and I need to use it for some way, one way or another. And I feel like the best way is to stay with the soccer community and just, like, help it grow even more. Even in Mexico, I still want to do stuff back in Mexico. And, like, I feel like the U.S. and Mexico are so combined and intertwined because we have, you know, the Latin community here. And, I mean, people go over there all the time. So, yeah, I definitely realized I had a bigger voice than I, than I thought.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, you, you definitely do. Do you see yourself... In front, of, in front of a camera and, and maybe doing like um, like a like sports analyst or anything like that, would you like? Is that in, of interest for you? Yeah,
1: I mean, I, did, I studied that in college. Obviously, um, I kind of went away from that over there in Mexico because it was kind of, you know, my job just to play soccer. But I think I would love that. I think just being with people in general, it makes me happy. So I definitely feel like that's in my future
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna segue a little bit I, uh, talking about like you like being around people mm-hmm. um that's something that during the pandemic like during quarantine um uh, when we we're, were like all isolated and stuff i consider myself even though a lot of people don't believe me i consider myself um introverted right really yeah that's what i usually get no <laughs> nah. there's no
1: there's no way
0: <laughs> <laughs> everything you do and you're introverted yeah I, I, I consider myself introverted um, and I uh, I thought I'm gonna be okay I don't really like need to be around people but when it happened like that social interaction I missed it yeah. a lot and I didn't realize how much we needed each other to sort of survive, like, mentally, you know? Yeah. It was it was something just very difficult for me, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, I guess, I don't know, like, I'm introverted, but I love <laughs> hanging around people.
1: Yeah, wow, yeah, I would have never have thought that from you because you're so outgoing and, like, open and, like, welcoming. So, wow, Thank that's you. crazy. Yeah, you're all good.
0: Do you consider yourself, like, introverted, extroverted?
1: I think I'm an introvert. Yeah? I think growing up, I was really shy, and then... Like I said, when I went to Mexico, I had to kind of open up a little bit just because the language and everything and where I was, I needed to, you know, kind of talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> but I I would say I'm an introvert, yeah.
0: How was that transition going from, you know, California to, to Mexico?
1: Um, it was really hard. I think it would kind of just happen in the spur of the moment. I didn't think twice about it. I think they offered me a contract, and I was like, okay, pro soccer, let's go. And it was America, so... My family's like a huge America fan, so they're just like, yes, go, 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 you know. Um, but it was hard. The language barrier, I understood Spanish. I spoke it with my grandparents my whole life. They basically raised me. Um, but then I think speaking, I got really nervous. And I'm, I was kind of an introvert, so I was like scared that they might make fun of me or anything. Uh, but I, like my teammates definitely like welcomed me with open arms and... Um, they kinda helped me like adjust comfortably. Yeah. And they didn't make fun of me or anything. Obviously towards the end when we got comfortable they were just making jokes a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> um, no, I think because of them I got really comfortable there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I mean just the, the language also, it must be um, you know, challenging for sure to like go and I mean you have to do like your the press and all that in Spanish, right? Yeah,
1: and I would be like, No, no, I don't wanna do it, I don't wanna do it and they're like, You have to do it. <laughs> you will not understand me they're like but I think they always told me like you speak better than you think like yeah. you sound better than you actually think you do
0: yeah. which made me feel better. Great. So we're going to do the rest in Spanish. Entonces right, dime <laughs> Dime cómo <laughs> oh, <God>. I'm sweating. <laughs> it's, yeah, 50% Eng- English, 50% Spanish, right? That's that was the deal. Yeah. Entonces, I'm just kidding. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> and like, I see sweat dripping down my face. She's like,
0: they never told me that. Surprise. <laughs> um. So now you're back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how is that?
1: Um. It's it's really nice. Obviously, um, being around my family is always nice. They're my biggest supporters. Um. But also just like being like having a break. I think I haven't had a break in probably since college. Um, Cause just because the over there in mexico we get four weeks off and then it's back to back to playing the whole year um wow. yeah so i think just having like a break in time to myself being able to travel and just like hang out with my friends who i haven't seen in years is amazing like it's just really comforting
0: yeah what's your favorite thing about being back home
1: um my dad's cooking or my mom and my dad i'll get in trouble if i just say my dad <laughs> but my my parents cooking for me because nice. I, I can't cook. <laughs> so, nice.
0: I like that. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. I, I don't know if I like that you don't cook. No, I know. <laughs> I, I, I like that your parents cook.
1: Yeah, so probably um, just being around them too. I don't know.
0: And you can always improve your cooking. You know, people. people <laughs> I don't know. So don't, don't worry about that. People always say, oh man, I suck at cooking. Like, I, I can't cook. It's like. Maybe
1: you know, because I don't try. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you could definitely, you know, be better. I'll tell you this my mom is in. I, uh, she might get upset because I don't put her on blast, but I think she's like, <laughs> she's 60. My mom's 60 years mm-hmm. old. Um, for her 60th birthday, she was like, no quiero ser nada. Oh. I'm like, why? <laughs> Porque tengo 60. I'm like, mom, come on. <laughs> That's it's so even... cute. My mom's 60 now and uh, she hates cooking. Um, there's some... <laughs> the other day, I was going to go visit my mom mm-hmm. and I call her. I say, hey, mom, um, what did you make for dinner? And she's like, um, uh, aparte que nada <laughs> uh, aside, of, aside from not from nothing <laughs> no, yeah. um nothing and uh funny. and well, yeah, my mom hates cooking and um but you know she when, when we were young when we were little um she cooked every day you know mm-hmm. and um i i don't know why but i love cooking my mom hates cooking i really? love cooking my dad cooks my dad enjoys cooking mm-hmm. um but I don't think my parents were, like, big in, in the kitchen. Okay. I love,
1: that's so funny. love,
0: love, love yeah. cooking. I think it's just, like, another creative outlet for me.
1: Yeah, just, like, mixing things together and yeah. then like having an end result.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, I like going to the grocery store, and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> what can I make with this? And what can I pair it with? Yeah. And then I like to garnish, and I like to, yeah. I'm, who I'm taught like,
1: you how to cook? Just yourself. Who
0: taught me? YouTube. Yeah. Oh, YouTube youtube Interesting. So, youtube.com Martha Stewart. <laughs> no honestly it, it just want yeah watching videos mm-hmm. honestly like and and um trial and error you know you sometimes it's Burns great sometimes, sometimes not so much um youtube i i gotta say youtube is one of the best tools love
1: youtube ever yeah
0: um you know, sometimes when people say, oh, well, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that. I'm like, just YouTube it, man. Exactly.
1: YouTube is everything. It's how-to's, everything. There's, yeah.
0: there's, yeah, there's everything. Like, yeah. from, it, you know, how, how to, like, work this microphone or how, what this microphone comes with. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, like, you just do an unboxing or, you know, right. and then how to, how to install it and how to, like, there's ways to, to find everything out you know and and i think that's you know the internet now now they have everything that you you need to learn or you want to learn um but yeah that's that's pretty much how i i I started um i can now like look at a dish at a restaurant and kind of like break it down into like how i can make it oh really yeah that's pretty impressive (laughs) yeah i'm like okay well i can make oh this was uh this was, um. they probably did this in the iron skillet. Oh, and then this is so butter. Like added this, this sauce. Is yeah. <laughs> little uh, Reno rosemary, maybe. <laughs> do it, yeah. So but, funny. um. yeah, no, I, it's, I, I really get into, like, pretty much everything that That I'm passionate about, like, I, I dive, like, deep, Love deep, that. deep into. I know you, obviously, um, you know, dove deep into, you know, football, soccer. Um, what other passions do you have? um it's that kinda, we may not know of
1: i thought you may not know of. um well it kind of like could, took me a while after i was done when i came back i was like what am i passionate about this is crazy i have to be passionate about something and i think it's just kind of just traveling and um, like seeing the different cultures even in different states i don't know i just love traveling and meeting new people like i said and kind of just kind of still be involved with soccer but with like the little girls like, I love training them, and I think that's my passion, just not coaching, I'm terrible at coaching, but just giving them, like, <laughs> that motivation to, like, yes, you can you can do this, you can be this person. I don't know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's more challenging for female athletes than male athletes?
1: In general? In general. In um, I would say they have some leverage to each other, but... I feel like in women's sports like they kind of sexualize you over there oh, and wow. I'm sure they do here too but they kind of look at how you look before they even know how you play and like for me I definitely got that a few times with little messages or stuff out here in the stands and it obviously makes you uncomfortable I was what maybe 22 years old and I remember walking in the field and someone commented on my body shape and I had to play, you know, so it was kind of in my mind and I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think that's one of the main problems that maybe the guys don't have in that certain aspect. But I would say that's probably one of the biggest, like, differences between the male and female sports.
0: Yeah, that's something that, again, like, I don't really, as a spectator, I don't really think of. I know mm-hmm. that in, in Mexico, um, something that is um, changing, I want to say, is, is machismo. Mm-hmm. Um, more so, I mean, granted, it's 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 everywhere in the world, but I know in Mexico it's heavy, like it, you know machismo, and and it's um, just
1: like the culture over there. I feel like it's just how it it has been for years, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I was to say more, like, more like is it the cat call, cat calling? Oh,
1: catcalling, yeah, oh, right. So yeah, like bit. cat calling, yeah,
0: like is is part of like the machismo culture, right. where uh, a man feels like he can say hey something to uh you know a, a woman exactly um and I, I could see how how um that also plays a role like you're you're saying walking out and yeah and hearing that must yeah be not weird. even
1: touching the field yet and just hearing that is definitely like put a toll on not only me but just like my teammates around me too like hearing that and they start thinking about you know um their bodies and themselves and everything, and it's just a lot especially for the younger girls who are younger than me who are playing too it's just yeah. it's really sad but hopefully it's changes i know um my old teammate janelle um she's awesome She's changing the world over there and i'm so proud of her and that's she's a big advocate for you know woman empowerment and just the machismo, machismo thing like yeah. she she's doing big things over there and i hope she continues to do that
0: i remember i saw um, that you did an interview for a magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And you touched on the fact that um, you didn't want to be seen as, um, as an athlete because of, of how you looked. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be a role model. And, and can you talk to me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I think um, a few, I think it was during, when I had COVID, which was like a year ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A year COVID a everyone. Yeah. A year and a half ago now. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, uh, there was a magazine that came out and I don't really remember specifically, but they just had pictures of my me on, from my Instagram, which was fine. But instead of putting like pro soccer player, they put like um, like sexy woman or something. I don't yeah. know. And I was like, wait a second. No, this is not okay. I'm an athlete first. And like, I, well, that's what I'm talking about. Like I'd wish they'd look at how I played and my skill level instead of um you know my face first or anything like that. So it definitely kind of sucks, but like I said hopefully it changes and it just changes all over the world.
0: Yeah, that's honestly like that is is opening like a whole new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, as as a as a culture um, you know here in the states and as 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 a latino culture Um, We have to do better, you know. I have to. I watch Latino television, um, and women are always sexualized. Mm -hmm. You're watching something, and and there's women in bikinis just just dancing around, like you know, and just in the and I'm like. Do they really... Do they really need that to...
1: Attract viewers. Attract viewers. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, I'm sure it does. But morally, that's not okay. Like, you know. But it's, it's like the norm over there. So, yeah.
0: And norm... Not not just in... Uh, like, outside of the, of the U... Like, outside... Not just outside of the U.S., but in the U.S. Right. Exactly. You know, we... That, that has to change. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I, I've... I know, you know, there's one of my favorite shows growing up was Sabado Gigante mm-hmm. my parents watched that show religiously <laughs> Religious. Sabado Gigante was on for like 50 plus years um, and I, 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 what I remember of that that show now is that you know, they always had like women just dancing and and like in bikinis and it's like you never would really see that in, in, in English programming. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not watching, right. um, the price is right, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and there's like, just women behind the host, just like dancing in the mm-hmm. bikini and things like that. Right. Um, how do you think, you know, we can, as a society, can improve that? Right. And mm-hmm. as a culture too, as a Latino culture.
1: Yeah. I think probably one of the main things is like I said, just to look at, You know what if that was your daughter or what if that was your niece or your sister you know you have to think about that like what you're saying about that young girl or older woman is you know affects her and like could affect her mental health could affect other things you know so i think just being aware of like like saying what you say and obviously like think before you say things but also how does that affect the person i'm talking about and that goes for anything in general but. I do feel like it's getting better, especially over there in Mexico, I think, like I said, there's a lot of girls in the league and just um, business women in the league that are helping change that, which is really cool to see. So I think we're taking a step in the right direction, but there's still way more to improve on.
0: Do you have um, uh, siblings and Mm -hmm. how many siblings do you have?
1: I have one younger brother. Well he's 20, oh my god, how old is he? (laughs) Twenty-one. Yeah, so he's twenty one, which is what I tell him all the time. I think growing up I we like I tell him like, if you ever get a girlfriend, which he does now, but I'm like, if you ever get a girlfriend, make sure to do this, make sure to do that, and just like educating him on how I would like to be treated so we can help him with like his next girlfriend or the girls that he meets. And I think just like like self educating them. Yeah. For the most part.
0: Yeah, and does the club or do clubs in Mexico do something about that?
1: Yeah. So actually, our club is probably one of the only ones who does classes for the academy kids. So in the club, there's um, we're the only girls team and then it's the men's team and then the academy kids. So it's like U 20s. There's kids young as young as like five years old. So they take classes to like um, inform them on how to treat women or how to respect them and what to do and what not to do, which I think is huge. Like, that's a huge step for them. And they recently did that a year ago. but yeah, I thought that was amazing of them, and like it definitely helps the younger kids, you know, with how they perceive women.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think it's very important. Um. And and parenting plays a, a huge role in it, you know. As as uh, as a kid growing up in Los Angeles in a traditional Mexican household, um, my mom. I, I grew up very close to my mom and she you know she she taught me about respect and and you know how to how to treat you know a, a woman and mm-hmm. um i think it, it, a lot of it goes goes you know that that toxic masculinity sometimes that machismo um is also taught and i think the same way that we right. teach machismo and and that toxic masculinity um we have to you know now today um you know millennials gen z we have to be better right like Mm -hmm. we have to unlearn that if you were taught that it's time to unlearn it exactly Um, and it's so
1: easy to do obviously it's hard but it's easier said than done but i totally agree yeah
0: and and if and if you know you have kids of your own now i think it's it's also time to to teach better ways Mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's it's a it's a great thing that that you stand for that and you're like you're i'm more than than my body i'm more than you know being sexy
1: yeah and like just it goes back to like I'm more than an athlete too I mean,
0: i'm more than being sexy too
1: by the I, way. I mean you everyone know? likes to feel good <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> but you know what i mean just like the comments you know stuff like that but yeah. overall i think we're taking the step in the right direction
0: i want to talk to you about um, you know this 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 next phase for you um, entrepreneurship you mentioned um, potentially still doing something in in sport um, for someone in that position um, of you know in that in between transition um, from your experience in the last you know year, maybe a little less than a year, what advice? Can you can you give someone
1: I think just to get out of your comfort zone and just to take the leap and don't be afraid to try new things and find out what you're passionate about and you know, you might do things that you might never have done before, but that's where your passion could be. And just being really open to the world in general and to people and just like connecting with not just yourself but other people too. Um, but yeah, just getting out of your comfort zone and know that you can always better yourself. Oops,
0: sorry.
1: You can always like better yourself in different ways, whether it be baby steps or, you know, big steps.
0: Now this next section of the program is sponsored by Verizon 5G. It's 5G built right from the network. More people rely on 5G ultra wide van is available in parts of select cities and 5G nationwide is available in 2,700 plus cities. Speaking of 5G, Jen, I want to talk a little bit about tech because it's changing the world since the pandemic pandemic. How do you use tech in your daily life?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the amount of Zoom calls I've had, like, I should be a member on Zoom. I don't even know if you have to pay for it <laughs> or anything. But, yeah, I think, like you said, like, even um, back in Mexico and I would play, like, the soccer, like, games, and there would be no fans in the stadiums. and. Everyone would watch it online. You know, my family from here would watch it online. So, yeah, I think it's huge. I feel like the tech world has gone so much bigger since the pandemic, too, which I think is pretty cool. I mean, I'm pretty techy myself. So I think it's really cool. But obviously, the, all the in-person stuff is just as great.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like, definitely. I'm sure I mean, you, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, I'd rather have a conversation like this than over a, a virtual interview.
1: Yeah, and there's like a glitch or something. Yeah.
0: what you say? I, I, I can't. It's
1: my, it's my wife. You no, know, it's yours. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, let me refresh this. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> let me send you a, a link again. Yeah. Um, that's you know that's that's definitely something that um, obviously person to person is is best. But that's something that that I was very grateful for. is just like to stay connected um, throughout and um, you know and I want to talk about like the the positives. I know we talked a lot about you know some of the 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 not so positive um things of, of social media but i want to talk about like the the positive the gains you know i, I think one of my favorite things is that we get to connect with people mm-hmm. um, you know you and i connected on on social um, and it, you know it's it's cool when you follow someone and you know or, or someone follows you and and you guys follow back Um, you know, I follow back, we, we, we talk because then I feel like there's that mutual respect for one another. For sure. Um, and then there's, you know, opportunity for collaborating and things like that. Yeah. Um, for me, that's one of the, my favorite things of of social media. Uh, what are, what are some of your favorite things about social?
1: Yeah, I think probably, well, you took mine, (laughs) but yeah, I feel like coming back here, um, I love to meet people like over social media and like that's how I met some of my you know good friends like um like my friend Sophia she works with you know she does TikTok stuff like that and like just people my age who are interested in the same things that I am which is really hard to find now but with social media it helps a lot and like you said like we met and like there lays out like a lot of respect for you too and I mean another thing is just like being able to use your platform for good and just reaching a lot of people like more people than you would think through social media and i think without social media like i don't know i love it i love it more than i don't like it but um i definitely think it helps with like the platform that you have to reach a lot of people
0: does the social media feel like a job for you
1: um it used to but not anymore. Now I like it. I can post whatever I want and like it's <laughs> me, so it's it's like my like the authenticity that you can have on there and like you could be anything you want, like unique or whatever. And like I don't know, I feel like everyone has their like um like the topic that they're on with their social media and I feel like with me it's kinda like I post whatever I want and like with you you post like what you what you're doing and everything. So I don't know, I think it's really cool for yeah. everyone to have their own platform
0: really. No, you were born in los angeles um i know you uh was it was a montebello area or
1: yeah it's a montebello commerce area yeah
0: and and then you you moved throughout like you know southern california um you have a me- mexican culture mm-hmm. of of Mexican descent and you played for the mexican national team
1: i did yeah
0: how how was that and also it was it difficult to like potentially say well i kind of want to play for the u.s women's team or i want to play for the mexican like it was that was that also like a decision that you had to make
1: yeah it was really hard i mean i grew up obviously here in the u.s but my family is a huge mexico family so we'd always watch the mexico games and i think when i got that Opportunity to play for the Mexican national team, I had to take it. I felt right, you know? And I think it opened my eyes to be even more involved in our culture, which, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, it gave me a different feeling to put on that jersey. And it was amazing. I think it was, like, one of the best moments of my life, too. I've had a lot, but
0: I don't know. It was really
1: cool just to, like, put on the Mexico jersey and, see how like happy my grandparents were like my grandparents were like crying it was
0: amazing oh wow well they
1: were crying but you know just like from happiness and everything you were
0: happy that they were crying no
1: oh my gosh wow
0: that's a weird (laughs) joy to have like Ah, you're crying oh my gosh makes me happy that you're crying grandma
1: no yeah but it was it was it was amazing just like see how happy they were and everything
0: no that's super cool i i can't even (laughs) imagine i mean the joy of a parent seeing you know you represent their their home country Right? Exactly. Or grandparent. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up with with I grew up and fell in love with soccer, with football, watching the Mexican national team. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in Los Angeles, you know, born here in the U.S. Um, it was it was a it, it's a different type of love for sure. Um, for for the jersey for that crest.
1: Yeah, it's like more passion. I there's feel like there's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot
0: there. You know, the fact that we grew up watching, you know, the Mexican national team playing and just throwing that jersey on, I'm sure felt.
1: It was unreal. Yeah, the the vibes are just off the walls. I mean, like I said, it's more it's more passion. It's more love. I feel I feel like not trying to be biased, but yeah, I feel like um, like there's just more of like a family aspect around soccer. And that's what I love. Like you said, like you'd watch the games and I would too with my family. And I think that's what brought us together. So I think me putting on that jersey brought my family even more together, which is really cool.
0: Did you have um, a favorite uh, Mexico national team player or players growing up?
1: It was Ochoa, yeah.
0: Guillermo Ochoa, Memo Ochoa.
1: Memo Ochoa, yeah. He, I mean, he was like the, he was all over my grandpa's walls, like in his house, like, so I think he was probably one of my idols and i think when i got to america and i saw him like walk by i kind of almost passed out <laughs> but it was really cool to just like have him even at clu america just to, we were training and they were training at the fields right next to us and yeah. like to look over and to see him was so surreal i'm like am i dreaming like <laughs> the heck and i call my grandma i'm like grandpa guess what i saw him again like it was really cool
0: <laughs> that's cool yeah um shout out to we're talking about social media and just you know connecting with people shout out to memo ochoa Memo um, and I follow each other on, on on Instagram, and we like message. Um, Jen was just telling me that Memo speaks English.
1: He does, yeah.
0: I um, didn't know that, so I've been <laughs> like <laughs> struggling messaging him in Spanish. That's like, so funny. How do you say okay?
1: Like Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so Memo, ¿por qué no me dijiste que hablabas <laughs> inglés? <laughs> he um, speaks
1: really well too yeah impressive yeah
0: that's super super yeah no memo is one of the, the the greatest um you know mexican players and, and goalies um you know all time ever, have ever played for the mexican wearing the Mexico jersey mm-hmm. um wearing the mexico jersey and just in the world honestly like his hit how long he's been able to stay at the top of his game is is crazy yeah
1: he's an elite athlete mentally physically it's it's crazy like So much respect to him and all the work he puts in, you know, on and off the field. Yeah.
0: Outside of a professional soccer player, who are some of uh, your idols? It could be another sport or it could be in in any industry.
1: Uh, Well, I have to say my girl J-Lo. Nice. I don't know. I just think she's like an awesome woman and an awesome mom. And she's just always been on top. Um, I mean, same with Beyonce too. They're just like so powerful, and they yeah. slay every day. And that's like the motto sometimes, yeah. you know. Um, I would have to say her. I can't really think of anyone else, but from the top of my head, I would say J Lo.
0: What was it about J Lo?
1: I don't know. She's just very like. I feel like she. I walks agree with from, you, by the way. Yeah. J Lo's like. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I watch a lot of her interviews, and she's just so genuine, and you know, she doesn't come from a lot, and I think that's really um like powerful of her to like grow up from nothing and to get to where she is now I think that's awesome and she's the same person that she was when you know she was Jenny from the block
0: <laughs> yeah were yeah. you ever Jenny from the block yeah yeah for sure yeah you you would go by that sometimes
1: I feel like in middle school a lot of people would call me that and I kind of stuck with it I think, <laughs> I think that's why it kind of grew on me
0: Jenny from the block ladies and gentlemen Oh gosh <laughs> Jen, um, we have these rapid fire questions. Um, feel free to okay. go into them in detail, or you can just um, give me the options okay. um, that, that I give you. One or the other, okay? Um, for this one, uh, so first of all, are you ready?
1: <sighs> yes, I'm ready.
0: First things that come to mind, okay? Favorite song of all time?
1: Of all time? Oh, my gosh. I'm the most indecisive person so okay um probably Justin Bieber baby.
0: Wow, yeah. that's- <laughs> I'm going to keep going before you change your mind. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh
0: favorite Spanish word?
1: Um playa. Playa? Mm-hmm.
0: you. Are you a uh, uh uh close to the um the ocean type of of, of person. Yeah, like, I feel like being by the ocean you have a love makes for me that? happy.
1: Yeah, I love the ocean.
0: What's your What's your sign?
1: My horoscope. Yeah. A Scorpio.
0: Scorpio. Yeah. Well, Pisces. Love being by the water. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even believe in that stuff. Yeah, I don't even know what it means. <laughs> um, <laughs> biggest celebrity crush growing up.
1: Growing up, I had a few: Zac Efron, Justin Bieber, Chain Tatum, and that's about it.
0: Favorite piece of tech that you use daily?
1: Um, my iPhone. Favorite
0: <laughs> favorite app?
1: Favorite app? TikTok.
0: Are you on TikTok? I am. Do Don't work- look at
1: my videos. I get so embarrassed. I
0: gotta. Can we look at them right now, as-
1: <gasps> That's <gasps> always <laughs> my biggest fear. <laughs> no, <laughs> I always forget that whenever I upload it, people see it yeah. and then.
0: Yeah, that's how TikTok works. Yeah, yeah. that's what
1: I get that a lot. <laughs>
0: what's your what's your tiktok name
1: jen munoz eight. Oh my god jen
0: <laughs> munoz
1: eight a or eight eight sorry
0: jen munoz eight you're verified on tiktok
1: mm-hmm. don't know why don't know how oh
0: well, you're popping on tiktok yeah what's the one of your favorites here
1: um actually probably the one where it's like they may be talking to prettier girls, but no one that played for Chloe Medi That's a flex, I think.
0: Let's see this one. Dog mom.
1: Oh, that one's, that one's not funny. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: She's with her. I love my her, dog. With her dog. Molly. Do you, are you, de- like, are you do full choreo on one of some of these or no?
1: um not anymore because I realized that my friends would make fun of me <laughs> especially my brother my brother would roast me every time I'd post one so I just and I'm not a dancer so I just kind of stop posting but the more I feel like whenever I talk about America that's where I get my most likes
0: nice I like this one my back hurts from carrying the weight of being the most athletic girl he's, he's ever, ever been with
1: <laughs> that's his legs
0: hey she, she's dancing <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to business. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Favorite Latino food dish?
1: Ooh, probably just basic street tacos, but from Mexico. Those are the oh, best. Oh, Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. They're so different. Some they're insane. Fire tacos. Yeah.
0: Do you have a spot out there?
1: Yeah, it's called Remolquito. So it's in Mexico City, but highly recommend going there. It's amazing.
0: I went, I should have, I should have reached out when I was out there. <laughs> I, w- I just went to, I mean, you can't go wrong. No, it, yeah, exactly. Like, All are good. Amazing. Uh, what's one of your nicknames that no one really knows about?
1: Um, my parents would always call me JJ when I was little, and then I kind of just outgrew it, but I mean, that's not really that interesting, but JJ, yeah.
0: JJ. So
1: my middle name's Justine, so it's Jennifer Justine Munoz.
0: Jenny from the block
1: basically that yeah we could say that
0: (laughs) best singer of all time
1: michael jackson
0: (laughs) michael jackson you're michael jackson fan Mm -hmm. best song to play at a latino party
1: ooh any maluma song
0: any what maluma maluma Mm -hmm. you love maluma too. i love
1: him obsessed he's my favorite
0: now do you what do you love about maluma Aside Aside from from his chiseled jaw. Yeah,
1: (laughs) aside from his godly (laughs) complex. Um, I don't know. I think all of his songs, like... I used to, like, my pregame playlist uh, before games was always him. Or Bad Bunny, but um, I would say Maluma, yeah.
0: Who are you listening to right now? Maluma?
1: Maluma, Bad Bunny, um, Jay Cortez. uh, Jay Cortez is dope. He's awesome. Um, Honestly, all of them. Like, like everyone. I love Brigathon, so I just... I listened to that even here the whole like the whole day. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. Balvin too?
1: I oh my god, love him. Oh, wait, wasn't he here? Or wait, like here here? Yeah.
0: Or was was, was he here and you guys didn't tell me?
1: Okay, never yeah. mind. I thought I read that somewhere. I don't know.
0: He uh, He's
1: I love him. He's super good.
0: Balvin uh I met Balvin in in Hollywood. We did we did uh something in, yeah. in Hollywood. He was initially supposed to come here really he had a catch a flight so they this is a true story so fred our our dp here um we were setting up to to sit down with him and uh he had a catch a flight so we they called him and like hey man sorry you know uh jose can't come but uh you know he still wants to to connect with you so like we ended up connecting in, in hollywood wow. uh, somewhere
1: so, wait the, that is so cool the
0: super coolest most humble chill guys
1: oh yeah that. that's so cool you're so lucky <laughs>
0: yeah no and have you seen my in concert
1: no i've only seen bad bunny in concert i know maluma's coming in september so i'll be there <laughs> maluma
0: maluma baby Maluma baby,
1: yeah
0: and jenny from the block yes maybe.
1: in concert together
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was talking about you 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 jenny from the block No, and yeah i mean maybe I hope so. I'm single. <laughs> Jen, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure uh, to have you. And and like I said, you know, at the top of, of of our show, um, when we knew we were going to do season two, um, we knew that we wanted to have you um, just to to tell your story. And I know you you know you're more than an athlete, as as LeBron would say, <laughs> um, and and it's true. And uh, I want I wanted to to highlight. You know what you stand for, so thank you for for coming in.
1: No, thank you for having me, and I mean you're probably one of my idols here, and I think that you're doing great things like in the community, and I applaud you for that. But thank you for having me.
0: Oh, Jen, who paid her to say that?
1: No one. is it you,
0: Tati? <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Jen, thank you so much, and and thank you for watching Mondo and Friends season two.